It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Underway, great to be with you as always. Corey was staring longingly off into the distance, perhaps contemplating, I don't know, a vacation or something, Corey? You all right? He can't hear us. He can't hear us. Uh, he's Maybe just <laughs> his, his sadness for not being here. He just can't. Uh, he can't cope with the emotions. Like he's just gone catatonic on us. I don't. I don't know why he can't hear us. Can you hear us now, Corey? Nope. Still can't hear us. Yeah. All right. We Let's can just, hear uh, him just fine. He can Ira's chime here. in. Ira's here, everybody. He's right here across from me. Hey, maybe if he was in Tallahassee, we wouldn't have this issue. Maybe just a thought. Uh, we'll get to you, Corey. Uh, you can chime in anytime you we can should, hear us. Should we take him off the screen or just let him look pretty? I like that he was. He began the show by staring off. He had no. I, that's when I first began to suspect that he he's, had no idea we were. He's on now the clued in that something is happening and he's not involved. <laughs> the desperate, what's happening here? Hey, so why don't we get started with the program by saying thanks to our friends at Register Sausage. Uh, I just got done tweeting out a picture of uh, the fine folks at Register Sausage and their product, more importantly, in Publix. Bountiful. That was. Over the week. Did you see how oh. much Register Sausage there was? It was all, for days. I was walking past it. I already have Register Sausage at the house. I didn't need any. I was walking, and I saw that. I was like, I got to take a picture. This is unbelievable. You could swim in that. It uh, it was plentiful and bountiful. And uh, <laughs> all Overflowing. of us made all of us want to be there. Uh, you can get your Register Sausage. If you don't live in the Southeast, you can go to uh, registermeats.com is the website. I think I've heard some talk that they're uh, revamping the website maybe, kind of overhauling it, kind of tweaking it, bringing it up, uh, up to date. adding some new things to it. So look out for that at the website, registermeats.com. Or if you're in, in this area or this part of the country, go to your local grocery store and uh, ask the meat manager. I like that. You got a lot of replies to your tweet uh, asking if you uh, saw yeah, the meat talk manager. To the meat manager. Yeah, I didn't need to see him. He's doing his job and he's some. He is. He's the meat manager of the year. I was proud of him. I, I was. I, if I would have found him, I would have just given him a hug. <laughs> you sir are out here kicking ass, and people deserve to know about this effort that you've got going under here at this Publix. Uh, yeah, yeah. So our thanks to Register Sausage always, and we're working hard to get Corey in here. In the interim, I will say this, man. I think this is my favorite topic. I I love. You know, sometimes we have to uh, kind of go back over old ground, and we end up having conversations we've had before. And that's because something, you know, maybe ever so slight changes, something small, but it it's adds to the story. The story of Florida State and the predicament of being in the ACC has been omnipresent. We're playing the classics. I mean, we've been talking about this one for a long time. <laughs> but finally, there was movement, you know, and last Friday, I, I was under the weather. You guys know this all last week. I was really under the weather. And so I, I had no idea. After we got done, I, I think the Jeff Cameron show suffered from the similar headlines curse because w Tom and I finished talking the topics of the day because I was not going to make it to one o'clock. I, I went back to bed. And when I woke up, it was like there were multiple texts of, hey, you guys. Like, oh, man, I, I, I didn't know. What do you want from me? I, I, I didn't know what to do. So then I saw that what Michael Alford had said and I. Uh, I don't know, man. I could talk about this all day, every day. I think it's fascinating. You did a great piece. I mean that sincerely. You don't need my compliment. I'm just pointing it out to folks who haven't read it yet. They should. Uh, and I agreed with you wholeheartedly. We talked yesterday, you and I did. But I, I thought, man, they didn't do this for nothing. This, this is the start of something and something pretty big, I think. It'll be interesting to see 
what it fast tracks, if anything, what kind of we've seen the response, and we're going to have a conversation tomorrow. Um, we're going to—I mentioned it to the audience. David Hale's going to join us as well tomorrow evening. I think seven o'clock is when we're scheduled. Yeah, to do and I that. think there might be even another one or two people involved in the conversation. Yeah, too, yeah, 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 yeah. So that we're still putting that together for a little roundtable tomorrow evening at seven o'clock. So set it, set it, uh, set your alarm, if you will, everybody. Real quick though, Ian, Ian McGregor says they need some uh, registers at the three hundred five Dade County Public. Whoa. Says, Ian, I'm going to have to get on this. I'm going to have to handle this myself, Jeff. I may have to go down. I'm going to have to go to Ben, talk to Ben, see if we can set up a shipment. I'll go. I'll go shake some leaves down there in South Florida. That's my my. I used to work at a Publix down in Miami. I'll I'll make it happen. So so we uh, we'll work on that, Ian. Appreciate the, it. When the veteran calls, old school Ira calls that Publix down there and says, "I'm one of the originals." I mean, let's get off our ass around here, guys. <laughs> this is not what we do. You're bringing I was, shame. I was not the meat manager. No. But I was one of the uh, esteemed bag boys. Matt Millar and I used to play this game where if you didn't work in radio, what would you do? Like, he would ask me, what, what, what did you want to do? And, and, and I had been a counselor uh, when I was in college and just after college. And, and he had asked, would you go back to get your master's and be a counselor? What would you do? And I said, oh, there's always these jobs that we talk about we'd like to do. If, like, money were no object and you could just work. I want to work at Publix. That's, that's I, I, I would love it. I think it would be great. It's not a bad gig. It's not a bad gig. Oh, look who's oh, – no, he's not. Did we get is him in? There? Is he there? Can you all hear me? Oh. Hey, welcome to the show, Nailed man. It. Didn't he, sound like I missed much. Well, we kind of got diverted there. We, we had uh, talked about some really important stuff uh, before that. But, well, yeah, let's circle yeah. back to that. We were uh, – Corey, we were yeah. talking about the, the, the topic of the day, really the topic of the last several years. And I think it's a great topic. I love it. It's one that never gets old to me. I'm just fascinated that finally there was something to add to the discussion, which is what Florida State's Michael Alford did on Friday. And now we're all talking about it consistently, which is the purpose behind that very public statement. Obviously, there was a game plan involved, I'm sure, in all of this. You intimated as much. Um, and and it, to me, it's exciting. Like, as a Florida State, if you're a Florida State fan listening to this, you got to be like, ooh. There's progress. There has to be some movement here because you wouldn't just go off half-cocked. He's never done that before. He's positioned himself as a serious man who thinks about things before he speaks. And this wasn't solely his decision to right, do this. Right, right. Uh, clearly the power structure, the power. And this is something that, you know, it, it, as you said, when, Corey, when you were uh, when you were uh, whatever you were doing, uh, Jeff mm. said that this is, you know, it's, it's like playing the hits. You know, Florida State being mad about the ACC. And it was funny, some guy tweeted at me yesterday It'll be the year twenty one thirty four. Like you know, we won't have food supplies or whatever else. But Florida State will still be complaining about their their, their slice of the revenue. <laughs> uh, but the reality is, it it's untenable. And yes. I think that that's where they're at now. They've tried to work through it. Part of it was because like they didn't have a lot of other good options. You know, and a lot of people have asked the question of you know why are, why are they in this predicament? Well, ten years ago when they kind of the last big time they did this dance, there really wasn't. Uh, the SEC wasn't coming calling. No. And so your option was maybe the Big 12. Like, that was about as good as it gets. Well, now things have changed. You've got a lot of uncertainty. You've got the Big 10 and Fox trying to be a bigger player in this space. You've got the SEC competing in the SEC and ESPN, realizing that they have competition now in this world, this new world of college football. And so that may kind of stoke some things. And then also there's just the desperation of – the, the change in these contracts over the last 10 years. You know, when they sign the grant of rights, and everybody wants to kill them for signing the grant of rights, and I get it, but 
the disparity back then wasn't 30 or $40 million a year. If anybody knew that was going to happen, they wouldn't, they have, wouldn't done have done it. it and they wouldn't have re-upped you know, five or six, five years ago for the network. And they wanted a network. They, they had, wanted well, the ACC network. They felt like that would help close the gap. Correct. What and they ESPN didn't realize. said, we won't do it unless we have some assurances that the only teams that matter are going to be there. Right. right. So, but yeah. then you add on to that what's happened since then, though, with the SEC and the what they've done, and then you add in – the expansion they've done and the expansion in the Big Ten, and now these contracts aren't even the same sport anymore. So FSU feels like the need they have to do something. Do you guys agree? Uh, I, I think the end game is to get in the SEC, but, man, wouldn't it make sense for the Big Ten to make a real push at Florida State and Clemson? Like a real push. Because if you bring Florida State and Clemson into a conference that already has Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, perhaps Oregon and Washington – well, now you look at the landscape, you really are kind of competing with the with SEC. You're almost on the same footing, I think, because imagine Florida State and Clemson with SEC money and what they could do, or Big Ten money, I should say. Wouldn't, the, wouldn't it make sense for the Big Ten to be the first ones that really came calling for those two schools? I feel like if they're going to grow – sorry, Ira. I feel like if they're going to grow this thing, the first place they'll start is with Washington and Oregon having already added USC and UCLA. And then you're right, Corey, if you want countrywide domination or certainly an impact, then your footprint could go from, say, Miami all the way across to Los Angeles. Um, that would be an amazing thing. I thought about that before. Would they go grab Miami? Would they grab Florida State? Would they grab Clemson? And if the SEC thought it was a real threat, would they beat them to the punch and say, well, we're not having that? You can have Washington and Oregon, but you're not taking, you're not taking these Isn't teams. that the best way to get in the SEC? Is for the Big Ten to make you a big offer? I mean, I, I, that to me right now, the SEC's like, I mean, Florida State would be great for them, but the SEC already dominates the sport. They already dominate the eyeballs. They ju they're just now getting Texas and Oklahoma. So they might want to cool their jets a little bit unless they see their competitor going after Florida State and Clemson. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely in the middle of all of this is that's, that's at least Florida State has to present that they would consider that and then you have to hope that ESPN takes that seriously, that Florida State and Miami and some of these other schools would, would legitimately think about going to the Big Ten. There would be some great things about going to the Big Ten from a university standpoint. Those are great schools. They do a lot of research together. From a university perspective, there are some positives. I think the fan base, I'm going to say 95 98% would want to be in the SEC. Yeah, geographically, it's not a great idea. So, so, But you have to have that. Yeah, there's no doubt that for the, what Fox is doing with the, the Big Ten – and you know, look at what they're just look at what they're doing with their game day shows. You know, hiring the Urban Myers and Tom Rinaldi away from ESPN. They even hired the the what's his name the the gambling guy. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about Moose. That. What do yeah, we call him? What's Jimmy his name? The, Jimmy the Greek. He's, he's dead, Corey. What's, I hate to tell you. What's, oh, what? What's his yeah. name? What's the uh, gambling guy? But the bear. Yeah. They even hired yeah. him away. Like they're they're trying to make their show the the new preeminent college game day show and they're doing a lot of things in the in the college space to compete with ESPN that wasn't in place 10 years ago when when the SEC said no coldly and flatly to Florida State there was no real competition for them well now there might be so that's part of it well and keep in mind the SEC broke their own rules and so now for example they 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 swore they told everybody that uh, if you're Texas A&M you just got screwed when they invited oh, yeah. Texas in and for years like so Florida and those schools that didn't want Florida State to join. Now they're screwed because they voted in favor right. of bringing in Texas when they already had Texas A&M. And, you know, you look at this. Behind I mean, their back. Behind, yeah. So so now they 
they can't say anything because they broke their own rules on that. It was kind of an understood promise that they would never invite competing schools. And like they basically told South Carolina, we'll never ask Clemson to come in. Well, that, that, that ship has sailed now. Now, what, what I do wonder about, guys, we should talk about this. To what extent does, uh, when does it end? And I don't mean that as in I'm exhausted. I mean that as in if we're playing musical chairs, we need to get in a chair. So <laughs> my point would be, do you really want, like, how much more money are you extracting from ESPN if you're the SEC and, and you add Florida State and Clemson? Another what? $50 million to that television contract? $100 million, maybe? When does when does it end? Like, would you want a 20-team conference? Like, would you add two more after that? Would you grab North Carolina and Miami? Or would you at yeah. some point say, I'm, I'm done at 18, guys, because a lot of people want them to be done at 16. There's, uh, you know, just talking to some of the people we talked to in other markets and SEC markets, sounds to me like they feel there's an appetite for 20 teams in the SEC. Wow. Uh, now, whether or not, you know, how that works out, we'd have to see. But, but I, you know, I, again, if it's if it's maybe three or four teams from the, the ACC or or maybe post somebody else, and then maybe it's maybe a couple schools from the ACC go to the Big Ten. I mean, I think that's the, the path for Florida State, to me, the most likely path has to be this breaking up yeah, legitimately. So you don't even have to have the, the whole battle over the grant of rights, which nobody knows for sure who's going to win. I know the ESPN people talk very confidently, and the ACC non-FSU, non-Clemson people talk very confidently about the grant of rights, but it's not their lawyers that have to go fight that battle. And so if there's any concern on that standpoint, it may behoove ESPN to help make something happen, to make the best of a situation. Their best situation, the best situation for ESPN is for it to stay exactly the way it is. But if they feel like that may not happen, now they've got to get involved with making the best of it. So is there an is there a incentive for them to expand and maybe reduce payments for some of the schools? Maybe maybe if it means we're protecting their overall turf. Long term. And keeping yeah. the Big Ten out of the state of Florida. I think the more chaos we have, the better off we are. Uh, I think you want this negotiation, which doesn't appear to be going very well for the Pac-12. Uh, they may end up on Apple and nobody will ever see them again. Uh, I, I would, I that would, would along, alongside the ACC network, if Florida State and Clemson leave. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you want, you want teams to get poached. You want them to continue to be poached. And I do think to some extent, Corey, I don't know if you agree with this, but Michael Alford wasn't just talking obviously to the ACC, um, you know, establishment. He was talking to the other member institutions and in some ways, basically green lighting, it's go time. But also I think telling some of these other schools, like if you can get a better deal, you need to leave. Cause he would love to get to the magic number eight. I mean, if you can, you know, suddenly the, nothing's binding. We can, we no longer have a conference. We no longer have an agreement. If all of a sudden Louisville and these other schools realize, man, we're going to get left out, and our games, where where are people going to watch our games? I mean, more and more, uh, the relationship with the conference and ESPN. I mean, we're it's an afterthought almost. I mean, I I would think if you're those schools, what if the Big Twelve calls you tomorrow, right. and they're like, we want to solidify our situation. We've just got it. By the way, right now our deal is better than the ACC's deal, so you'll make more money. Why don't you come on over here? We're trying to make sure we have something that is viable. We want Louisville, and we want I don't know whatever the hell Virginia. You know, and and then all of a sudden people start to feel the pinch of I got to go, I got to go, because that's what happened the last time. Everybody got scared, and they decided really quickly to begin negotiating. Yeah, I just who else in the ACC is would the big? Why would the Big Twelve want Louisville or Virginia for that well, matter? I mean, to it's better than what they've got now. I mean, and I, also the flip side, why would Louisville and Virginia leave the ACC for kind of the same thing in a worse place? And I don't mean the worst place like the Midwest is bad. I mean. 
Louisville is on the East Coast. Virginia's on the East Coast. They don't want to go play in Lubbock. Yeah, but, yeah, but Virginia had to do that. Other people had to do that. If, I mean, if you're making five to seven million dollars per year less in your current contract situation, and they offer you more, you're gonna go where the money is. Or if you feel like it's the only alternative you have, if the bus is leaving and the and right. the conference is disbanding, well, good luck then. You're yeah, gonna well, be that's on. A, well, I got that, on but we're, I think we're a few steps away from that. I don't. I don't think we're close to the bus leaving. So but, right now, you you have to convince other schools to go try to find another conference when they. When they might be perfectly content where they are, like but I think that, not trying to win football championships. Neither is Virginia. But I think Jeff's point was that was kind of the message he was sending Friday was, oh, listen, right. we're Guys. getting the hell out of here. And when we do, and, and 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 it also sends the message to those other conferences, the Big Twelve, and he specifically brought up the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve expansion, not in, in discussions and in what's yeah. going to happen, oh things opening, not because Florida State's going to the Pac twelve, but because hey, listen, you guys are trying to figure out your situations. You might want to talk to some of these guys because we're letting them know we're not hanging here. Yeah, if, and, and I would guess we have always been under the impression that Florida State's allies in this fight start with Clemson. All right, so you have an alliance with Clemson. We we believe that, right? I, with Florida that's State's a good not, friend. To, it's a good friend to have. By that, the way, that's yeah. that's man, that's tried and true. Yeah, those two are together. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. I mean, Florida State's not a lone wolf in this. I mean, maybe publicly they currently are. But behind the scenes, they know they have Clemson's vote, too. So Clemson wants out. We want out. We're like-minded, similar fan bases, et cetera. All right, so you have that. I was asked this question on another show. Who else would you have? Well, I, I would imagine Miami. It would be a one of those They're rare an moments. Case. Yeah, they They're, are a weird case. Because the Big Ten might be interested in them because they are an AAU school. That's correct. And so there's some – and then plus Private. they would get them in the state of Florida. Yeah. There's some reasons they would be interested. I don't know how interested if, – if the SEC could get Florida State – I don't know how interested you are in Miami at that point. No, I don't think the SEC would be. I think I think the Big Ten would come calling to schools like North Carolina, Virginia, and Miami. Georgia Tech. George, yeah, oof, poor Georgia Tech. Nobody wants Georgia Tech. I mean, well, y'all think about Atlanta. what y'all are saying, though. Y'all think about what y'all are saying. What in the world does Georgia Tech and Virginia, or even North Carolina football, bring to the Big Ten that Recru- they don't already have? Recruiting and TV, recruiting and TV sets. I mean, that's back to I mean, that's the very going back to the basics. Georgia Tech's of not bringing you TV sets. That's it's the a, same mistake ACC made with Syracuse it, it, and Boston dude, College. It, no, it's not a matter of it's not a matter of just who watches the games. It's a matter of you charging those cable companies to to carry your network. If you have a Big Ten network and maybe they're not charging them right now in Georgia, you can charge no, more. Yeah, they are. Well, you can Buddy, charge. I've no, been watching the Big Ten network for fifteen years. It's tiered, my will. but it's tiered. <laughs> if they don't have a school within a correct. certain distance, they can't charge I, as much. I don't think they're going to go after Georgia Tech. I'm I just actually, saying. Yeah, I know we're just throwing there, it out there. There are reasons. I think Georgia Tech is screwed. Uh, and those schools broke. Might, but and also and the Big Ten schools would want to be able to recruit the city of Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think if you're the Big Ten and you want to expand footprint and you want eyes to sets, you got to look at brands. Miami is a brand that would sell there, and it also fits their kind of guidelines academically and otherwise. Like I, I could see them if they wanted a footprint from Miami to LA, as we said. I mean, that's an amazing reach to sell in terms of TV contracts. Possibly to Washington. Yeah, I mean from Miami. But, you, to- but what you. You also want, at the end of the day, is is some teams to compete for national championships. They've won one national championship at that conference in 23 years. Yeah. You bring in Georgia Tech. I'm sorry, not even Georgia Tech, Virginia, North Carolina, any of those state schools aren't doing that for you. If you want to compete with the SEC, it's Florida State and Clemson. And I know they, I guess they care about the, um, what are we, AAU? What do we call this thing that they care the so academic, much about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also care about championships and, and being at the same, they want to get on the level of SEC and surpass the SEC. 
They aren't doing that with Washington and Oregon. They're not doing that with Virginia and North Carolina. They would do that with Florida State and Clemson, in my opinion, because you give those two programs that kind of Big Ten money, look out. But I say all that to say this. First of all, I mean, well, if, if, if the SEC, well, one real quick, if the Big Ten takes Clemson, it would be insane from what they've done academically yeah, it through the years. But anyway, it it doesn't fit, but go ahead. Right, but I mean, we're, at, we're in 2023, right? The, the world has changed. The except, landscape has changed. I except mean, they, the, they, the people they the just, ju- the people in the president's offices have a part of this decision is all I'm saying. They're, it's not totally right, sure, evacuated. Sure, but I mean, we all, well, yeah, sure, granted. So, but if they took Florida State and Clemson or offered Florida State and Clemson or Florida State and Miami, the SEC doesn't want that to happen. The SEC would then, I think, counteroffer because they know where Florida State wants to be and they certainly know where Clemson wants to be. And I think they would, even if it doesn't make the SEC all that much stronger because they're already really strong, it weakens their competition. And I think that's the battle that comes down to, I think Florida State fans would desperately want to be in the SEC more than the Big Ten. But I think all Florida State fans would rather be in the Big Ten than the current state of the ACC. Especially if there's a, especially if there's a Southeast kind of, Portion yeah, of the big thing. to divide yeah. that up, yeah. Yeah, if you get to beat up on Virginia and North Carolina every year, you take that. <laughs> Bring in Carolina and Virginia. You don't have to but, go. But, I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, it'd be cool to be in a conference with USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, that would. it's not like it would be awful. Now, you also got Minnesota, Rutgers, Purdue. I, I get it. But, uh, Maryland. But, yeah, I, I think that's what it'll all come down to, right? It'll be the Big Ten versus the SEC. But it's not where these schools end up. Except I don't think, I mean, you're so focused on FSU and SEC and, and Clemson. I just think it has to be more than that. The easiest path to to these teams getting out is for the ACC to disintegrate. Yeah, three go to the Big 12, right. three so, go to the SEC, three go to the Big 10. Yeah, all, yeah and, everybody's and it, running for the hills. And at some point, if your TV partners are involved with that, if they say, look, you know, we've got to make this happen. All right, maybe the SEC or whoever's got to deal with the Big 12 says, okay, we're going to find a home to get those votes. We got to find a home for Louisville. We got to find a home. So why, why you, why you could say, well, why would they want to be there? Or why would that conference want them? It may be part of the overall, you know, horse trading. And also, if your cor- if your conference is going to cease to exist, you have to right. play somewhere. So yes, they're going to want to be involved with in that. By the way, I want to answer this question. Glenn writes, "Where is Jim Phillips in all of this? I, uh, in a fetal position in the corner, or uh, on the train to Chicago? Yeah, uh, to be the new uh, Big Ten commissioner. Glenn, nobody can find him." They're, they've been, hey, do you think that might have something to do with the timing, Ira? Uh, maybe there's not even a head of the ACC right no, now, and Alford has a pretty good idea. No, no, I think so. I think they. I think Jim. My impression is that Jim Phillips is is. is what can he do? It's it's what we saw at the ACC kickoff. Like he oh, knows the situation they're in. Emasculated. And <laughs> what can he say? And I know we make you make fun of him all the time. Oh, we all made fun of him, buddy. For the gated communities talk. It was ridiculous. But I also don't know what he could have said. The situation stinks. And that's really the bottom line with all this. How about that? Is here's the thing. Here's the here's <laughs> don't the, say that. <laughs> just, this sucks. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I'm not here to pull the wool over your eyes out here <laughs> on, on, a, real talk. on a Thursday morning. I'm not here to do that. You know it and I know it. We are in trouble. <laughs> this <laughs> we've got this an all down in the fire alarm. <laughs> so run for the hills. Yeah. No, here's the thing though, like so I, he's he knows the situation they're in, but at the bottom, to me, I think you want to like take that a step further. The revenue sharing stuff, all of these different things to try to placate people, like none of that works anymore. I mean, it's it's this conference sucks, and I love some of the people in the ACC who you know some of the media people in the ACC that we know we're friends with. 
but who covers some of those schools who are saying things like, well, you know, if Miami ever carried their weight or if, if Florida State hadn't had four or five years slot. It's like, yeah, except if you guys have ever done anything, anything, like look <laughs> yeah. at those TV ratings. Yeah. Nobody watches those schools. You know why people watch Florida State? It's not because Florida State's the oldest school. They're not. They're a young school. It's not because it's their biggest school. It's because they were good in football. For a real long time. So people want to watch <laughs> them play football. All your schools have sucked forever. So well, that's that's and that's not gonna change. No, it also made me laugh, by the way. That that graphic, I was buckled over laughing when I went back and watched that whole thing. Because how much joy did it bring Michael Alford to pull up those numbers and be like, let's look at North Carolina and their useless ass. Let's look, let's look yeah. at these numbers at Duke. We've all been living this lie that Duke matters. They don't matter even a little bit. And I said yesterday he could have been like, Lenore Ryan pulls these numbers. <laughs> Lee's McCray pulls these numbers or whatever yeah. sorry-ass small Elon. North Carolina school you want to name. He should have put the crying Jordan over <laughs> each. Over each. <laughs> No, you that would have been so good. We all would have stood up and given a standing ovation. Oh my god. We're off to a great start. Civil Headlines 933 Real Talk Radio War Chan TV. You don't have to play the music because I gotta tell the fine folks about the the fact that the NFL season has come to an end. Yes, it has, in case you didn't notice. But in my bookie, the opportunities don't win or to win, don't stop. Get it together. Whether you bet to earn or make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money. With a redesigned deposit bonus. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT to claim a bonus of up to $2,000. Use the promo code WARCHANT to get a deposit bonus that gives you extra funds to play with all the way up to two grand. With mybookie, bet on the NBA, NHL, UFC, or play for the share of the big cash prizes in the weekly online blackjack tournaments. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like mybookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Eric writes, FSU goes independent and Warchant TV will be doing the play-by-play with Jeff Cameron, Corey, Ira, Tom, Aslan, and can bring Gene Deckerhoff on board for a game or two. I think Gene's happily retired. I see him out and about smiling all the time. I don't think he wants to work anymore. <laughs> yeah, going independent's the ultimate... Uh... That's the ultimate uh, chess move that I don't think that we're going to see them they make. And a real quick clarification, I got a text from a buddy of mine. Miami's not in the uh, AAU. They're not in the AAU school. They are pre- preeminent, very esteemed research university, but they're not in the AAU. But but I do think that they would fit possibly with that culture plus the attraction to recruiting base. Have you guys thought of this? This is kind of a fun conversation and doesn't have as much to do with Florida State situation, but really just the, the chess pieces that we're talking about here. If you're the Big Ten, let's say you do – you know, I don't know, Corey, let's say they do call Florida State or Miami or North Carolina. Wouldn't, wouldn't you place a call to Notre Dame and say, look, this is, this is it. You're never going to hear from us again. You need to join our conference because this, you see where this is headed. Now, you can keep your independence and the NBC money if you want for as long as that lasts. But let me tell you something else. If you say no this time, uh, I'm going to make it a mandate. None of our teams, none of our teams will of our play. Teams are you, will not, you will not schedule a single one of our teams. And by the way, we now have Southern Cal, who you used to play often, um, and obviously Michigan and other schools you've played a lot. And if all of a sudden these conferences, these superpowers are like, no, we're not scheduling Notre Dame, because we can't. We have too many teams. We've got to play our, ourselves. We can't play Notre Dame. Who the hell is Notre Dame playing on Saturdays for NBC to want to shell out all that money? Like Holy Cross? I mean, nobody wants Army, to watch you watch Navy and Army. And over and over and over. Yeah, I mean. 
Talk about talk about playing the hits. That's out of the Corey Clark greatest hits. He's uh, he's been he's been beating that drum for a long time. No, but I've seen now it, it, yeah. it's, it's the reality. Like if the if the Big Ten is going to further expand by a yet another two teams and and push the envelope, you would call Notre Dame before you'd call anybody else at this point. Now that you have Southern Cal and UCLA, you'd call yeah. Notre Dame. Hell, if you want to have real fun, you want to put pressure on people, you call Notre Dame and Florida State and say we're adding these two guys. I mean, it's it's I mean just in terms of eyes on sets, which is what it's about. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, me somehow uh, college football has managed to grow exponentially, even with Notre Dame not winning a championship in the last thirty-five years. <laughs> I don't know how that's worked. That's crazy. What a what a miraculous turn of events and underdog the underdog college football. Let's let's further vet why Friday was the time you brought up in the article, Ira, that it was likely to do with the conclusion of the winter meetings and Florida State not getting the answers that they wanted. I said yesterday to you that I don't even think that had the conference said, yes, we'll give you more money. Yes, you would take the more money, but I feel like that's a salve. I feel like this conference is dead and doesn't know it. I think this conference is not going to exist in 10 years, I, not as it's currently constituted. So I don't even know if that's the end goal No, it's here. definitely not it's the not, end game. Right? No, you're right, 100%. I agree with you completely. I mean, yes, Florida State and Clemson, is, it will at least slow their desire to escape. You know, but they, they still, they, yeah. I mean, but but at the end of the day, the bottom line to all of this is: look, they've had the the, the think about this, okay? Because we we get so set in that we know these teams. Oh, and they're just a small private school, and they they you know whatever they that we we just know what these schools are in the ACC. The commissioner, Jim Phillips, since he got here the last couple of years, has had to demand that these other schools start investing in football. Yeah, in the twenty twenties. I mean, this isn't 1997 when Florida State joined in the, in the 90s. This is in the 2020s when the landscape, it's been clear for 20 years now that football drives the train. They have been, well, you don't really drive a train. Do you yeah, drive a train? The drive, bus. drive the it bus. The bus Go back buddy. to the bus. Yeah, yeah. When, when the ACC were on a bus anyway. It's an old <laughs> VW. It's one of those VW vans. But you, we've known that for so, so he's had to come in when he replaced – John Swafford, he had to come in and tell people, no, for real, you have to invest in football. Well, think about that, and that's who your partners are. So the idea that it's going to be fixed somehow or repaired, I think this is the nuclear option. I think Florida State knows they have to get out, and they, they've started what they're doing. I don't know if they have a plan. They may have a plan. I'm not saying they don't. But they at least had to say, look, we're done. We're going to figure out something. There's no way they just come crawling back into the ACC. I, I brought up yesterday, uh, Corey, that – you know, you hear the saying around the ACC, or I have a couple different times from people who cover the ACC, that the the deal that the ACC has with ESPN is really only a bad deal for four teams. It's a bad deal for Florida State. It's a bad yeah, deal for yeah. Clemson. But there are plenty of teams that are like, this is heaven. Uh, we, yeah. would, we wouldn't be anywhere if we weren't here. Like, well, nobody's grabbing Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Boston College, and, but, get, and paying them the annual sums that they're currently making by being in the ACC. Those schools... Nobody's courting their ass. But they're not going to be grateful about that. Uh, <laughs> they're still going to throw it at FSU like, hey, man. why? Your fault. Hey, why, won, one more. Why, why haven't you all won a national championship in the last six, seven years? Yeah. I, yeah. And, you're like, sorry, Boston College. That Doug Flutie Hail Mary was only four decades ago. And we're That's forever grateful. It was a wonderful football. moment. It was great. <laughs> it was awesome. But it was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 No, no you're, that's a great point because there, it's not like – and that's where, that's where the frustration from the meetings two or three weeks ago yeah. was – was that I think Florida State and Clemson wanted to at least hear that there's a, an honest dialogue about this and how can we make this better 
for you guys because we understand this is not a great situation for you. But I don't think they got much of any of that. Now, well, there might be a couple what, schools here or there, but for the most part, it was, yeah, okay, we'll think it over. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm judging a little bit on Twitter reaction from the North Carolina media folks, but also just the current state of the ACC and the fact that nothing's been done about this and probably won't be done is like, what would you have Florida State do? What do you want them to do? They actually care about the only sport that matters in this country from college athletics revenue standpoint. Florida State cares and they invest. So does Clemson. So does... I don't know anybody else, really. Maybe Miami. Maybe Miami's starting to. But so you have a school that really, really cares about football, that wants to compete for championships with an in-state rival who's getting going to be getting $30 million more a year for the next decade. Well, more than so that when gonna, they redo the next television deal. <laughs> yeah, so you're talking about $300-plus million in the hole you'll be in the next decade. And Florida State's just supposed to stand there with their hands tied and be like, well – yeah, hey, we got we got to be loyal. We signed that deal seven years ago. We got to be no man. Like the, the the landscape has shifted even so much in the last six or seven years. This is untenable. You cannot compete the way Florida State and Clemson want to compete. And maybe Clemson in twenty twenty seven, when they're when they're consistently only winning nine or ten games and they keep losing coaches, might realize okay because Clemson's still close to winning championships and they're close to playing in playoffs. They're going to get further and further removed from that, in my opinion, if this gap continues to widen. And then they'll be really on board, and it'll be their, it'll be Dabo, it'll be their president saying the same exact thing Offered said on Friday. Well, well they just said what everybody They is. can't compete. But, you know, the whole theory behind Florida State joining the ACC was that, you know, the rising tide raises all ships, and that they were going to bring up these other schools. And then you added Virginia Tech and Miami, and you're thinking, okay, now I got some football schools. These other schools are going to start investing more. We're all going to be they good. Didn't. They but didn't. they didn't. They're just like, hey, go win us some championships yeah. and make us some money. Yeah. And while you're we gotta it, pay, we got to pay our basketball coach $21 million. <laughs> right. And so that never happened. If that had happened, then maybe this thing wouldn't be what it is. But it is what it is. And so, man, right. I'm, I, I give – I don't know how it's going to work out. It may not work out exactly. They may have to write $120 million. They may have to write more. They may have to – I don't know what they're going to have to do, but I give them credit for trying something because this idea that get encouraging these other schools to actually invest in football and care about football, man, that they've tried that for 30 years and ain't happening. You guys know me to be a fairly blunt person. I think that's yeah. fair to say. To be one of the adjectives we use. Yeah, blunt. Yeah. yeah. That's not always a good thing. Not always a bad thing. But I'm I'm for the honest and open dialogue, right? Let's can we talk about what, you know, on the real as they say? Yeah. Can we can we have a real conversation here? Like it's about damn time. Yeah. We knew this years ago to Corey's point. Five, six, that as you watch these television contracts, you were going, oh, this is this is not good. Uh, the plane's about to fly into the side of a mountain here. We've got problems. And I kept waiting for somebody. I wanted to know, like, are we having the real conversations away from the cameras? Because in front of the cameras, we kept trying to go along to get along. In front of the cameras, well, our our partners at the ACC and our partner, get, get the hell up out of here with your partner. We're about to die. <laughs> hanging out with yeah. these people this is not it no i wanted i want and thank goodness that florida state finally got their ducks in a row in the athletic department with the booster situation and that you could have an athletic director that has some real autonomy over the programs and has you know the freedom and the support to have an opinion and to have a vision and to try to exercise that i mean like this is finally we're doing what we should have been doing but couldn't. They were handcuffed for so long. I agree, but I also think it's important to remember the situations are different. You know, up until five years ago, the disparity wasn't forty million dollars a year. I, I know, but and, we knew and, where it was going. We knew it was it was not good. It wasn't, but good. it wasn't what it is now. The other thing is, um, you know, they had to figure out 
once they got into the grant of rights, and, and I, I was talking to Tom about this, we need to do a video where we kind of go back through the history to kind of, for a lot of people are picking up on the conversation now, and they were like, why would you have ever signed that deal in the first place? Made there's, a, the time. there's a lot of the things that went into it, and, and even the last five years ago, when they did it to because they thought they were getting the network and they got yeah. they got held hostage by ESPN. Thirty six was a bit much, but yes. <laughs> so there, those are things we have to discuss. But I, but the circumstances have changed, and I also think they've they've gotten leadership now who gets it that we we have evidence now those schools are not going to come along. They no, just want to keep siphoning. And the SEC stopped playing nice some years yes. ago. So when you saw what their goal was, like you know, it's like it's like not having any idea. That you know, Putin was going to invade the Ukraine. Like, really? What? Where did this come from? I mean, good God, he's been telling you. So, you know, we knew like when the SEC decided to expand and grab Texas and Oklahoma, who the hell was shocked by that? That's the SEC being the SEC. They're, they they've shown you who they are. That's what they don't care about your feelings. They don't care about the what. As Corey would point out, they don't care what's good for college football. That ship is sailed. And the the Big Ten alliance. Hey, we're gonna have an alliance Ooh. with the yeah. Pac-12 yeah. and the ACC. Yeah. And then we're, oh, we're gonna take your two, and then we're gonna sports. grab your two teams and make you absolutely impotent. <laughs> and Good luck they, with that. And if they could have taken Florida State, Clemson, yeah, too, they would have yeah. done it. Right? They, they, everybody's out for blood. You've got to worry about you. I'm just glad an athletic director walked in and was like, "Guys, come on, enough with this nonsense. We all know what's going on here. This isn't gonna get it done." And, well, and there's there's no way it gets better. To Iris' point, right? Like, there's no way that all of a sudden. Look, man, North Carolina has had six or seven decades to prove it can be matter in football. It will not ever matter in football. It will not matter ever in football. It just won't. They don't care. The fan base doesn't care. They might have a good season every now and again, but that is a basketball school and will always be a basketball school. The same with half the schools in this conference. And the other half just don't have the resources to compete nationally. At the end of the day, Florida State is trying to win national championships. And unlike Louisville, whose rival in its own state is Kentucky and doesn't care about football. Unlike Clemson, whose in-state rival has sucked forever in football. Florida State's in-state rival is good and cares a lot. And you want to compete with Florida. And could be good in 10 minutes yeah. if, if things go the Correct. right way. And, and the thing about like an NC State, and, the, and again, we've, we've gotten into where we just, we just accept things. Like NC State, we've all like, Given credit to Dave Dorn and the, that program for winning eight games, yeah, they're going eight and four every year. Man, look at look at what they've done at NC State. Are they ever going to win anything of significance? I mean, are those schools ever going to be national championship contenders? I mean, come no. on, they're not. They're not. It's never well, going to happen. Certainly not Wake Forest, and certainly not you know Boston College, Syracuse, and, yeah, Syracuse, and those schools. Duke is never going to win a national championship. And here's the B thing. B C be wouldn't put money into their facilities if you put a gun to their like if we showed up with guns. <laughs> And said, hey, we're you done have talking. to. <laughs> we're done talking, BC. They'd be like, no, we're good. They're just like, I'm good. Just shoot me. I can't. I can't. And we don't like tailgating. We don't like college football. Yeah. This is the worst. We want to go to the Patriots game on Sunday. You see how close we are to Newton? You see how close we are to Newton? Nobody's tailgating around here. Look at these houses. Can, somebody, can somebody remove the FSU people with the guns? <laughs> but he, and here's the thing. People can hear us talking and think, well, yeah, but look at Florida State the last five years. Wake Forest beats them on the regular. Yeah. We get it. Florida, Wake Forest, as Jeff said, has never competed for, nor will ever compete for a national no. championship. No. Florida State, when it's good, can reach that level. There's only one or two other teams in this conference that can say that. And it ain't Wake Forest. It ain't Syracuse. Clearly, it isn't North Carolina or NC State because they never have. So that's what you're thinking about. Not just how bad Florida State was in 2019 and 2020. You think about what when Florida State is re at, at operating at peak efficiency and full potential. It is a top five program. That has been proven. 
for the last four decades. And the reason well, why those and the reason why those numbers are so good, those video those television numbers, is because everybody that has a TV today remembers Florida State when it's good. Well, they just they just watched them win a national championship yeah. and go undefeated in 2014 and 2013. They know they know that the and the team just won 10 games last year. So, so I mean, there's there's but it's it does once they start getting good again it's like oh Florida State's good again yeah and we want to watch this game right the North, numbers tell you that America goes oh Florida State's on I'll watch right North Carolina could have the one off year where they're eleven and one but nobody's going to be paying attention and at the end of the year they're going to be like wait why North Carolina's in or the playoff when, or when Georgia Tech's went in that favorite offense of yours and and winning right. in the Orange Bowl right. <laughs> and also like if you flip the script and somehow college basketball was the dominant sport in this country. North Carolina fans would be saying the same thing yeah. about Florida State basketball. Yes, they would. Well, we are now yeah. saying about North Carolina. And now, look, Florida State basketball had a year where it could have competed and maybe competed for a Final Four and won a national championship. But the history and tradition, correct, the correct. fan base, the fan loyalty, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse, schools like that have an, uh, you know, obviously an inherent advantage over a school like Florida State. And if if Florida State, you, you so it. They can sit there now, all these North Carolina fans or just the state of North Carolina in general, and feel um, attacked. But if it was reversed and the sport that they cared about the most was making all the money and they were making all the money for the for the conference, they would feel the exact same way. How what, This is just ridiculous. We can't compete with Kentucky when we're only getting this amount of money. How do we expect to compete with Kentucky anymore? And, the, you know, there there's a – you see it in the media because that's what we see publicly, but it's happening behind closed doors too with those administrations is they're, oh, Florida State's complaining again, and you get the, the rolling of the eyes from people in the media. Don't worry, you won't have to hear it for much longer. <laughs> Give us a number. Let's go. <laughs> we're, we're gone, guys. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. We'll get to headliner questions next hour. Thanks, you guys, who offered uh, many of those. I just checked to see. We've got plenty posited there on the uh, Seminal Headlines Facebook page as well as the Twitter feed. And I will do my best to, uh, to get to both, Ira, to get to both. I'll do everything I can to make sure that... Uh, we get these questions answered this afternoon. This is number. You know what? Unlike some of the topics that we have to talk about ad nauseum, I love this one. I just really do because I think it's for the first time 
it really feels like that there's hope. It's been for a long time that I thought, man, we, we're there's nothing we can do. The, the ESPN's not coming to the table. <laughs> the uh, I just wish it would have happened maybe a week or two ago because we got spring football starting we in, a, I don't know, four days, five well, days. We'll get the luncheon on Friday. We've got uh, the, the workouts duty on, on Thursday. Thursday. Uh, did, I, did I see that correctly, Corey? You refused to attend? I'll be I'll be up here, man. I would love to be there, dude. I'd be doing the workout with them mm. if I, I was down there, but I, I can't. I actually I, I expressed to uh, Derek Satterfield, the sports information director for football. I said, uh, "Hey, love that six a.m. start time," and he said, "It's the Corey Clark special." Special, yeah. And I mm. said, "Well, actually, Corey planned it, so he's in Atlanta on Thursday." And he said, "Well, we could set up the TV like you know how they did for Norvell when he had COVID. They had the screen where, where could they could, he could watch it. Mm -hmm. So if you want, they could set that up so at six a.m. you could be watching. You could it be up and join us from home. Okay, let me see. So you're saying that I could I could be in bed with a screen <laughs> watching to, a bunch of but, sweaty nineteen year olds run around hula hoops mm -hmm. and jump over boxes and stuff. All right, okay, sounds good. Now, how could I not? <laughs> You'd have to be up at six a.m. though." Yeah, well, I you know I will have been up for an hour. You guys know that, uh, so I will. I can't wait. I'll be whistling. I'll, I'll come up, and give you a cup of coffee. Ira, how you doing, buddy? Let's go. Let's get this thing going. Be that guy. What are we waiting on? The yeah. chipper six a.m. Well, guy. I want to be the annoying chipper six a.m. guy who points out that it's great to be up another morning. Can't wait. What a beautiful slapping day out people here. on the back. Yeah, giving you guys coffee, and then I want to talk about the weather. Yeah, I mean, let's get our day going in full here, like old people. Let's go. <laughs> Do you think Leonard uh, Leonard maybe gave Offord a little nudge of like, hey, why don't on Friday I'm getting ready to go down to Miami and get crushed, and then we got North Carolina after that. We're about to swoop. We're about to sweep by the season loss record. Um, maybe you can go ahead and make some headlines, and nobody will care about what my basketball team does. And then Matthew Cleveland goes and uh, hits the shot of a lifetime. Well, yeah. not for him. I guess he does it at the shot of the year. He does well, it every a year. year. Then, once a year, yeah. And then yesterday happened, but that's fine. They can't win them all, gang. Okay, just, now they just tied the school record. I was just very glad that Leonard got that moment yet again. Now, he's had a lot of moments down in Miami in which he uh, emerged victorious. Uh, you know, I said for Miami fans who were on the wrong end of that buzzer beater, and you could see the despondent looks on their faces mm. and the, obviously the surrender Cobra and all that throughout the stands, but they should be used to it. I mean, they lose to Florida State always. I mean, they've yeah, lost yeah. 10 of the last 11, and they always lose at home to us, too. So but except they were there. they were so sure oh, that well, this was going to be a win. How could you not be? You're up so, 25 in the we, second half. And not only that, you were against a bad team. Like, I pointed out to Aslan on the, the Wake Up War Chant show, like, I'm sure whatever record they broke for the biggest comeback in ACC it's history, a year the team that is. came back that year was a good team. Like, they just had a bad half and played well. There's no way the team that had the biggest comeback in ACC history was on its way to the most losses in school history. That is the all-time worst loss in Miami basketball history. What? I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> Having a 25-point lead on the worst FSU team of all time. You don't know it to be it true, but I like that you're going to proclaim it, it. It's leading to such like sad conversations. Like last night, Leonard Hamilton, after the game, said something along the lines of, well, you know, you know, Virginia Tech's not going to want to lose to us because that would be a bad loss for them. Ooh, <laughs> it'd be a quad four man, loss. I mean, it's man. like, I mean, well, then let me just say this again, just to reiterate, in the final minute of this hour, Taylor Swift's going to. It was the largest deficit overcome in a conference game in the seventy-year history of the ACC. It was the largest lead ever blown by an AP top twenty-five team in a loss. Any AP top twenty-five team in the history of basketball, none of them have blown a lead of that size in the second half of a basketball game. Corey, th this is the kind of hyperbole you love. This is, but, <laughs> but it's, it's not hyperbole. No, it's, it's real. It's a fact. 
Nobody so in I, the history of basketball in the AP Top 25 has ever blown that lead. Nobody. And I'm promising you, anybody else that's in the conversation for a lead like that didn't lose to a team like Florida State in 2023. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like, remember Florida State blew the game up at Carolina like 30 years ago? The wide yeah, and she had a 21-point lead? Yeah. Well, that was Carolina, and they yeah. were a Final Four team. You know what I mean? Like, that made a little bit of sense. Headliner questions forthcoming. Hang in, everybody. Simple headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.